got it right now. And he'll get it up the left wing to Lagesson. Now in over the line to Ennis. Going to the net is Archibald. Ennis will shoot. Scores! Tyler Ennis let it go. And it found its way through Murray. And the Oilers are up. That's your game winner tonight in Ottawa. Tyler Ennis scoring 13-51 remaining in the third. And Edmonton beats Ottawa for the third time this season. 3-1 is the final. Evgeny Dodonov credited with the only goal of the game for the Senators. He actually didn't shoot it into the Edmonton net. We'll talk about that as we move along tonight. Dreisaitl and Archibald also scored for the Oilers. Dreisaitl and McDavid extending their point streaks to 10 games. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Heartland Ford overtime open line on 630 Jet at 749. Hope you've had a great day. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Well, Rob, first of all, let's start in goal. That's often a big part of the story. It was a couple of days ago in Calgary, and I think again tonight, look, both goalies were good. I got to hand it to Matt Murray, but Mike Smith able to make 27 saves on 28 shots tonight and you know again the one that got by him wasn't shot by an Ottawa senator came in first time in a long time hey I admit it I wasn't sure what we would see but that was a very good game for Mike Smith I I honestly don't think you could have expected him to be as good as he was and you you talked about it after I came here the first or second all aspects of his game it'd be one thing to be blocking the pucks going at net but he was in complete control when it came to rebounds there weren't any uh, he was great at getting out and stopping the puck, uh, moving the puck, throwing him up. We talked before the game, one advantage when Smith is playing regularly is he's another defenseman in the in the defensive zone where pucks get dumped in. If you don't get it past him, he comes out, plays it, and you're out of the zone quickly. And we saw that a number of times today. He's a great breakout passer. The one play early in the game uh, where he it was a race uh, between him and a senator player, uh, it would have been a breakaway on Koskinen because he wouldn't have jumped out. He's, he wouldn't have gone and, and been as aggressive as Smith was. So um, there was hope that Smith coming back would get you into rotation where you could have two goaltenders well-rested playing and giving yourselves quality starts. Well, this was a game where Smith, Smith um, was better than advertised, better than hoped for, and you give him credit. And this goes to professionalism. Of a, of a veteran player. Uh, we can talk about Tyler Ennis, the same thing, coming back, having been benched, probably didn't deserve to be benched. But because of numbers, was benched, comes back, has a whale of a game today, scores a huge goal. Smith, another player, uh, looked after himself physically, mentally. And when he got back and, and had the opportunity to play again after this injury, he was excellent. So uh, this is a, a boost for the Edmonton Oilers. And the players in the dressing room now are like, all right, now we got Schmitty back playing. Koskinen's going to get the rest that he needs. All right, let's start getting a bit of a roll going here. All right, here is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Bob Stoffer, 630 chat. Hey, Dave, can you comment on uh, your goaltender who saw his uh, first action, you know, in a long time and maybe how he helped compose and settle things down on the back end of times for you as well with the puck? No, he was really strong, really uh, dialed in. Um, the only the only one they got was uh, one that was shot in the net ourselves. So, but he was uh, lots of pucks thrown at the net by them. He uh, he was real strong in the real strong in the cage, and then uh, you know outside the net he he moves the puck as well as anybody. So it's uh, it was a solid first uh, first game for him. Tony Barrar, Oilers TV. Dave, you talked about wanting to see more out of your group on the defensive side of the puck. How do you feel like they fared with that challenge tonight? 
Yeah, I thought we were better. We had we had our mindset and to play a full game, and uh, I thought we got you know the first period was all right, but I thought we got better as the game went on, is what we were looking for. So, uh, you know, a pretty solid right throughout the lineup tonight, and we ended up getting a win. You get an unlucky bounce on the game's opening goal, but did tonight feel like a real team victory? Yeah, it did. You know, you're you're going through. We had you know a couple of bumps and bruises as we go along. Everybody's involved in it, so it. Uh, Felt like a good team win. Jason Gregor, TSN Pulitzer. Dave, the Kara Archibald Ennis line I thought was really good for you. Just on their four check and you know extending times and, and keeping momentum going for the next shifts. Yeah, they were really solid. Enzo uh, Enzo has been a real, real good you know teammate here. He's had some games where he hasn't played. He uh, I was bugging him today. He was. The assistant coach was working with the taxi squad guys. He was the first round pick or the first pick overall out of the taxi squad because how well he how well he was practicing and he came in tonight and played very well. So uh, credit to him. He jumped out there and he's, he's put the work in and he got rewarded for it tonight. So real solid by that line, but Enzo came in and really did a nice job for us. And Dave, do you have an update on Zach Cassian? And also, what was the referee's explanation on the Larson penalty? Um... The explanation on the penalty was was uh, turned out it was the wrong call, but we just dealt with it and we killed the penalty and we're fine. And Cass, I haven't talked to the trainers because he was the first round. He didn't. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get an update in the morning on Cass. Jim Matheson, Post Media. So is that unfortunate, Dave, with Cassie, and you wanted him to become more engaged? He has a fight and he gets hurt. Is that just you, you wanted him to get more, Jim? Jim, you wanted him to get more penalty minutes. I did. Yeah. Well, that's that's where we are. He got more penalty minutes. But is that the way it happens? You know, you get engaged and the stuff happens in the fight, you get hurt. Yeah, I mean that's it's unfortunate he gets hurt, but but that's you know that's he was engaged in the game. Uh, what are the things like obviously Mike Smith comes in and stops all the pucks or most of them all the pucks Ottawa shot uh, what are the other things he handles the puck well we get that but is there are there some intangibles Dave is there some things that, that he gives you that other goalies don't give you well he's a veteran guy he's you know he's a, he's a real he's a strong personality in the room he uh uh, you know he's a leader in that room. He's got a he's got a confidence about him and that shows when he goes in the net. And uh, a night like tonight was sort of a you know, we watch a lot of games at Drysaddle and McDavid. I'm not saying they completely win the game for you, but they're dominant. Uh, they were good tonight, but this was more of a team win, and you get a big goal from a fourth line guy. And are these wins healthy for your team when everybody's very, very healthy because you're um, you know right. We played solid, played solid in front of our goaltender. Uh, you know, you're into situations, whether a penalty killing or face-offs or, you know, you're looking at JJ's line was real solid for us the last 10 minutes of the game. Tourists won some big face-offs for us on the right side there. So everybody feels like they're, they're a part of it. Rather than chasing the game, you're in the game. And uh, it turns into a better, better team performance all the way through. Jack Michaels, 630 Chad. Dave, last week you promised the games this week would be much harder. 
when your team, and I think you could accurately say this, outworks the quote-unquote lunch pail team, is that gratifying as a head coach that your message has been received? Well, you know, we, that's how we want to play all the time. We want to be a hard-working team, and, and we've done it in spurts. And then it feels like when we're when we're chasing the game, we, you know, and any team is like you get, you get chasing the game, you get out of out of sync a little bit, and, and you're doing, you're taking risks to to uh, get back in the game. But tonight was solid all the way through. We stayed with it, shift to shift, and that's that's what we're looking for from our group. Now, that being said, we weren't behind today, and we uh, we were behind early, uh, or. Um, you know the first one but we're we're we weren't chasing the game we didn't feel like we were chasing the game so that's uh the work ethic is there the the details and how we want to play was there and we found a way to win so it's a good team win and just a quick follow-up on cahoon uh you know i i i think we knew skill coming in have you been at all surprised by his relentlessness and tenaciousness on the forecheck? Because I had not heard as much about that element of his game. No, he's a he's a tenacious player. You know, he the second effort he, he put in on uh, Drysaddle's goal is is a it, it's a great credit that that like you say people don't know about him. But his second effort, his puck battle, his positioning is all really sound. Like he competes hard. And, uh, you know, those, I thought that line was good tonight, but Yamamoto and, and Cahoon, both, they put a lot of work in there for dry sidle and the line ended up being, being a real positive line for us tonight. Any other questions? Thank you. This concludes Dave Tippett's meeting. That is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Tippett answering questions after his Edmonton Oilers beat the Ottawa Senators 3-1 tonight. And uh, obviously a lot of comments there about Mike Smith at the beginning, who Rob and I were discussing, and he has a good game with 27 saves, Rob. And his puck moving is a really interesting element. He's certainly, if if not the best puck-moving goalie of the last, say, 15 years, then he's, then he's on a very short list. I, I'm wondering, you know, from when you played – when you would have come into the NHL, there would have been Hextall and maybe a few other guys. And then I I would think by the time you retired, it went to almost every goaltender being able to move the puck. Did it, did it, I know you were a forward, but did it change either the way you had to shoot the puck in or the way you might go back and prepare for a breakout off a dump in anything like that? It, It certainly did. I mean, we played Philadelphia a number of times when I played in Pittsburgh. So you went against Hextall game in game out and it was always one of the first things you talk about before a game. Okay, we can't shoot the puck, puck in soft. You got to go cross corner or it's got to be around the glass. And it changes your forecheck because if you don't, if you're going the way you're supposed to do when you cross the blue line or the red line, you fire it in as hard as you can. And all three guys start busting their butts trying to get in there and create the forecheck. So now you're going full speed and then you realize the guy that shot it in didn't get it in hard enough. And now the goalie has stopped it. In this case, that our case, it was Hextall. So now you got to get your head up because you got to stop and get back because he's about to pass the puck past you, and and get and catch three players on the the offensive forecheck. And that's what you see with Smith, where the puck will come in and he'll get out so quickly and get it, and he'll snap it past you. And all of a sudden, you've got odd man breaks going the other way. So it changes the way you play, changes the way you think. It takes a lot of the aggressiveness away from a forecheck because you have to take that second look. If you're shooting it in, for example, on Koskinen, 
you're not worried that he's going to get out and make a play that catches you. So you can continue to go full speed to where you're supposed to be. But when Smith, if you shoot it in, you got to have that eye. Okay, did we get a pass? No, we didn't. Darn, now we got to stop. Now where am I going? Where is he going to pass it to? And then you just got caught in no man's land. So as an opposition player, it certainly affects you. And as being a guy that uh, when I played, Tom Barrasso was pretty good at moving the puck as well when I played in Pittsburgh. If you see a bad dump by the opposition, then you take off and you always go up the middle. Wherever you are, you take off and you go through the middle because that's where he's going to shoot it. And and you can get breakaway passes that way. So it it is a huge bonus. Now, there's always going to be a a slip up. And we've seen every year with with Smith, there's one or two over the course of the year, like, oh, that turned out, (laughs) didn't turn out very good. (laughs) But you, you take the good with the bad and there is... You go around the National Hockey League and ask any defenseman, and they will tell you they love when a goaltender can play the puck because it is such a game-changer for them. That's our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts you, chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. Oilers win in Ottawa 3-1. They're back up to 500, 7 and seven on the season the senators now two ten and one the Oilers have won four of their last five three of them against the senators rob i really thought and and i've a full credit to the senators i want to talk a little bit more about their game as we move on tonight but I, i really thought about the halfway point of the second period the Oilers started to take over this game some extended shifts of forechecking extended pressure creating second chances and you know that led to certainly the first goal and they just kept the pressure on kept peppering Murray who was good tonight but to me it fell into the category of eventually something's going to go in when you get that many chances well I agree I think that you're thinking when when are the Oilers going to pop one when are they going to get the second one I about halfway through this game, I had no doubt that the others were going to find a way to win. I thought it was going to be close. And this is what happened against the Canadians the other day with Ottawa. They can keep the game close in game two, but eventually they'll, they'll give up that second one. Uh, I can't I think it was Jack or, or Louis said it at one point. They said, you know what? The Ottawa Senators are using so much energy just to get the puck out of their zone that by the time they get it out, they're changing. And here comes the next wave of Oilers. And it was forecheck after forecheck, line after line. I know Dave Tippett talked about it in one of the questions how it wasn't just Leon's line. It wasn't just Connor's line. They had the third line in a, a, a makeup fourth line of a, a mishmash of players that were continuing it. And they were tenacious. And, and it, on Dry Settle's line, it was Yamamoto and Cahoon. Every time they were out there, they were dogging on the puck. And then when Connor's line out there, between Connor and, and Pugliarvi and Nuge, they kept it going. And then Archibald. So it just kept. Uh, rolling out. So it's a big snowball coming down, getting bigger and bigger down the big ski hill because the Ottawa Senators seemed like they were going uphill for most of the night and it's tough to win. And eventually break, bad breaks are going to happen in your own zone and they they did for, for, for Ottawa. They didn't, couldn't get the puck out and all of a sudden it's in the back of their net. But that was as good a forechecking game as I've seen the Oilers have this season where they uh, the Ottawa Senators about after the first period really didn't get a whole lot. They never got extended time in the offensive zone. It's because they were so tired that when they did get it out, they were dumping it in and changing. So uh, a good game by by the Oilers that uh, they certainly deserved. And now they get to go back at it again tomorrow night. The only thing different now is the Oilers now see that the Ottawa Senators are getting saves. So it's a much, uh, much more 
the others have to certainly be, they, they can't go into a game thinking lightly of the Ottawa Senators because they saw tonight their work ethic is there and now they're getting saves. So now Ottawa becomes a dangerous hockey club. And give the Oilers credit again, they were very good discipline-wise. They didn't give the Ottawa Senators power plays, which would have allowed them to create some scoring chances. Oilers 0 for 4 on the power play. Senators were 0 for 2. Leon Dreisaitl, he was picked the first star tonight, Rob. I I thought he was excellent. He gets a goal and an assist. Played 23 and a half minutes, five shots on goal. And again, here's the stats. So the Oilers as a team were 52% in the faceoff circle. Without Dreisaitl, they wouldn't have been. He goes 14 out of 22 for 64%. I thought that was an excellent all-around game by Dreisaitl. And I said it uh, a week ago, and I'll repeat it right now, that if he's if Leon Dreisaitl is not the best two-way hockey player in the National Hockey League, he, he's in the conversation. I don't know what he is now in the season. He's got to be close to plus 14 on the year because I think he had two pluses tonight. He's one or two points out of the scoring lead, wins every big face-off that he's needed to win. Uh, he's been excellent. Uh, I, I, both ways, I think he's been better than last year which is good since he won the heart last year. So when you've got now two lines that you can throw it at any time, feel confident that they're going to shift the ice or, or tilt the ice in the positive direction, you're feeling pretty good. But I thought, yeah, I agree. Leon was excellent in this game. And if it was not for Matt Murray, he could have had a four or five point night because there are that many good chances by his line. Yeah, dry cycle up to 25 points and now plus 12 on the season as the Oilers beat Ottawa 3-1. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We're also looking for someone to finish the play tonight. Okay, so two fights in two seconds, Rob, which uh, on one level is kind of funny because the Oilers didn't have any fights in their first 13 games, and then they had two in two seconds. Kara takes on Watson. Cassian takes on Goodbranson. Now, Cassian doesn't return to the game, played only 33 seconds. Uh, Dave Tippett said he expects an update on Cassian in the morning. The Oilers did announce after the second period, it's an upper body injury. You heard Jim Matheson say, well, okay, you wanted Cassian to get more uh, engaged, and then he gets engaged in a fight and suffers some sort of injury. We don't know how bad it is. Tippett kind of took a playful shot back at Matheson, said, well, you're the one who was writing about him needing to get more penalty minutes. (laughs) That, That aside... Uh, and you know what, Rob? This is going to be. This is. I, th- I think this is a bit of a debate because there is less fighting in the, in the NHL every year. I, I think we have a generation of players and probably fans who it's a little more foreign to, sh- shall we say, and might be thinking, "Why does Zach Cassian have to fight when he's challenged a bit by his coach? Can he go out and do other things?" What's your take on this? Well, he didn't have to go fight. If Zach Cassie went out there and threw seven body checks in this game, no one at the end of the game would have said, hey, I really wish Zach would have fought someone too. I, he, he doesn't need to fight. To me, I, I, I have a hard time finding how guys are able to fight when there's no anger. Because right now, Cassian comes on the ice and, what is it, who did he fight, Grunderson or? Good Branson. Good Branson. So neither one of them were angry at each other. Hey, do you want to fight? Yeah, okay, we'll fight as soon as they drop the puck. And they go fight. Like, think about that. You're about to go start swinging it with some guy. The other guy's about 6'4 and 230 pounds, and you're, you're a big man as well. And they're like, it hurts to fight. And you're doing it without anger. Like, if, if someone was to run McDavid or Leon or Yamamoto or someone, now you're mad and you go out there, so you got to fight and, and stand up yourself for doing that. That's one thing. But because someone wrote something about you in the paper or because, you know, I guess I'm going to have to show that I've got this... Gur and me again, I got this anger, so I'm going to fight. That's tough. 
And the same as Kara. I mean, Kara, he just, all right, we're going to go fight right now. Okay, let's go do it. Not an easy job, but he doesn't have to fight. He never does. He, he can change the game with physicality, mm-hmm. with being a little nasty, with being a little dirty, getting guys' faces. Um, and, and you hope that neither of those players are out long-term w- with an injury from fighting because there's enough ways to get hurt in hockey. You don't want uh, to increase the odds of you missing games because you fought for no reason. So, yeah, no, Cassian doesn't have to fight. And he, he, he certainly needs to be involved physically. But he doesn't need to fight. So that, unfortunately, if he's out for any time, it, it sucks. But it was funny when it, that happened. He left. I thought I remember the time where a coach called me out. Kevin Constantine called me out because I didn't lay down and block a shot. Next period, he went laid laid down, blocked a shot, broke my foot, and had surgery two days later. So I know what it's like when your coach tells you to do something. You have to go do it. Um, but you you hope that he's not out for any extended amount of time just because he felt he needed to fight because that'd be a shame all right the oilers take it 3-1 that means a 300 dollars donation to 630 chad santa's anonymous courtesy james h brown and associates serious injury lawyers they're giving 100 bucks for every oilers goal this season that total now up to a nice 4900 dollars we're gonna get to some of your phone calls in a few minutes more post-game reaction as well steve is up first on the open line the oilers take it 3-1 in ottawa heartland ford overtime open line his pass on the right to Dreisaitl. He's up against the boards. Put it to the middle. That got picked off. Here's a shorthanded break. Out comes Smith to play it. And he'll get it to center. Now to McDavid. Yeah, there's Mike Smith roaming to negate an opportunity for the Senators. He backstops the Oilers to a 3-1 win in Ottawa. I want to remind you, whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, you can go to 630Ched.com and look for the Japanese Village Goal Light. That's courtesy Japanese Village Restaurants. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout. Complete details at jvedmonton.ca. Tyler Ennis, Rob, who you know has not played a ton this season, activated tonight. And he plays his sixth game of the year, gets his first goal, turns out to be the game winner. Nice move, too. Real pretty move. Uh, they, they did show a couple other goals that he scored in seasons past. He, he's got hands. He's, he's skilled. He's been a guy that has played, you know, top six minutes a, a number of times on a number of teams earlier in his career. Uh, he's, he's still got some professionalism and, and some veteran uh, leadership in his game still, which allows him to hang around. Uh, I, I love what Dave Tippett said. He was the, the star of the, the taxi squad. That's why he got to play. And, I mean, that's one of the things that you're seeing this year is guys battling in practice, in their taxi squad practice, and, and showing the coaching staff, hey, I want to be in there. I don't want to sit out. Ennis, I, I don't know if I've seen anything in Ennis's game that would, you know, make him worthy of being a healthy scratch. He's just on a team right now that's a little deeper in the position that he's trying to play, and yeah, he's bouncing in and out. Some players, especially younger players, would, would pout and, and get upset about that, and it would it would show in the game when they came back into the lineup. But Ennis has been around long enough to know that if you work hard in practice and you show the coaching staff and your teammates that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get that next opportunity – that when you get that opportunity, you're going to be ready for it. And I've seen too many players in my, my career that uh, they pouted, they were mad, they were upset, they didn't put the time in when they weren't in the lineup. So when they got their chance, they weren't fully prepared, they failed, and they found themselves back in the, the press box. Ennis came in and was excellent. 
He did all the little things. Uh, he he could have had two or three points. He, he set up a, a really nice play where he sent up McDavid who, on a two-on-one with Puliarvi that easily could have been another assist for him. He he, he knows uh, that he's at in the, the last stages of his career, and he's trying to milk every single moment that he can. And the way you do that is you prepare yourself that when you get your chance, that you're going to be able to give uh, exactly what you want in that moment. And he did that tonight. And... Well, I mean, I, I guess nobody's ever safe. We saw Neil get two goals and not play next game, but I would think it hazard a guess that Ennis has earned himself another opportunity to play tomorrow night. And good on him for the, the way he played tonight. And he scored it. That was a pretty goal at a big moment for the Edmonton Oilers. Rob, I'm just going to double-check something here because a couple of people are texting in. Now, now Tip said that 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 he said that was the wrong call. Apparently, uh, our friend John Shannon, no, we don't uh, hear the intermissions, obviously, because you I and I are on. I actually listened to John Shannon. Uh, Reid, I okay. listened to John Shannon talking. You heard he that? Said that he, yeah, he said that he phoned his friends at the NHL, and he. I wish I had that on speed dial, too. Here, I got. I think but, I got the rule here. A minor yeah, penalty... Go on. A minor penalty for delay of game shall be imposed, and then there's uh, 10, there's like 10 points... But the second point, any player who deliberately shoots or bats, so using his hand or a stick, the puck outside the playing area from anywhere from anywhere on the ice during the play or after a stoppage. So because Larson hit the puck with his hand, they, they ruled that. So that's why he didn't have to be in the zone. Yeah, no, yeah, John Shannon said he called the NHL and the NHL, that's what they told him. They said that... It was the intent to hit the puck over the the glass is why they made the call. Now, I wasn't in the little scrum they had, but my guess is the four refs came in there and they said, was he inside the blue line? I'm not positive. Well, you know what? He was facing the boards. It looked like he tried to hit it out. Well, why don't we play it safe and we'll call him for hitting it out intentionally. That way, if he was inside the blue line, we got the right call. If he was outside the blue line, well, we got him for what we thought he did anyway. So honestly... I, w- I had no problem with the call. I mean, it's hard to say what a p- person's intent is at any time, but I've seen them call penalties on guys that shoot the puck out, and they've said it was an intentional shot out. You never know what the guy's in trying to do. But it, to me, it was, yeah, they, they made the call. They thought this was the safest way to do it because it looked like he was trying to throw it out. It was just uh, unfortunate for, for Larson. He had a couple. Larson was really involved in the game and not all on the good note or something that he's going to be excited about looking about looking at the replays in tomorrow's uh highlight package all right so there you go we we're pretty sure the uh, refs got that one right after all the orders win at 3-1-7-8-0-4-9-6-0-0-6-3 we have steve on the line hey steve thanks for calling go ahead man hey guys good show tonight listen i uh, i have a comment and then a question for you Rob, you nailed it, man. I got to give you props. Uh, I thought Smith was an old man who can't play goal anymore. Holy cow, was I wrong. Um, you uh, you stated a couple of weeks ago that if you've got a good puck-handling goaltender that can skate, he can change the dynamic of the game. And that was certainly true tonight. But I have, um, I have a question. Do you honestly, I mean, if Smith can keep playing like this for 20 or 30 games, we might actually be able to win some hockey games. But my question is this. Do you think that, uh, like, the dynamic on the ice changed so much tonight? Do you think the team plays better in front of Smith than, and they don't support Koskinen? I'll hang up and listen to your comments. Thanks. 
No, I don't believe that. Um, I mean, I'm not around the rink as much as other other guys like Reed or Bob or anyone there, but I do events with a number of the players and everything I've heard that the, both guys are popular in the dressing room. Uh, we've seen that both Smith and Koskin are very popular with each other. Um, there's certain goaltenders you kind of change the way you play when you're in front of, and, and Smith would certainly be one where defensemen you know, a little more excited about the fact that they aren't going to get run face first into the boards. But I don't think they, the the work effort or the care effort or, or anything like that is different with Koskinen. It's just a little bit different. You know that when Koskinen stops the puck, uh, you're hoping he just pushes it into an area because the one thing that Koskinen does get himself into trouble with is when he tries to move the puck. He is, if, if Mike Smith is a 10 out of 10 in puck handling, Miko Koskinen might be around a 2 out of 10. So there is a difference at the way the defense have to play with the two different goalies. But as far as playing harder or working harder or caring more, no, I think it's the exact same. Both goalies are popular amongst their teammates. All right, the Oilers win it 3-1 tonight. Tyler Ennis gets the game winner, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Here he is. You feel like... Um you know, depth forwards tonight were able to find a way to make a big impact on this game through that kind of stuff you just talked about. Did you really feel like your lines were able to do that? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, we rolled four, especially, uh, you know, with Cass leaving. Um, you know, we had to play a lot of guys uh, kind of roll the lines. So, um, you know, everyone chipped in and we got two points and um, it's a quick turnaround. We got to do it again tomorrow. Rob Pichkowski, Post Media. Uh, a bit of a different style of win for you guys today, too. One, I know you've had some some high-scoring affairs. and I guess as much as you guys want to dictate how the game is going to go, can you maybe discuss the um, the importance of having a, the kind of versatility that you can settle into whatever kind of game that it does become? Yeah, we gotta you gotta win games in different ways. Um, you know, obviously we weren't happy giving up six goals last game, so. Stressing defense was uh, was uh, important tonight. I still think uh, you know we turned it over at the line a little too much, um, but again, you got to win tight games. And um, Smee did a great job tonight. Smee comes in and plays a great game, and now we move on and we we look forward to tomorrow. Ottawa got off to a pretty rocky start, and a lot of people early on were thinking, you know, these guys are free points, but uh, they seem to be really putting it together the last few games. What, what did you see from them today? Yeah, I think uh, you know they're they're a young team that's finding their way, and uh, you can tell they're they're getting better better every day. Um, they had a big win against Montreal. Um, they're playing tighter. Um, you know, it's uh, it's important to to just play hard every night, regardless of uh, of who you're playing. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Tyler, can you describe that toe drag? Uh, I haven't seen that move from you in a while, but obviously it's in your repertoire. Um, yeah, I just think uh, it was a great job by Lindsay standing up in the neutral zone, creating that turnover. Um, get the puck on on a pretty clear cut two on one, and Archie drives the net. Great, you know he gives me some separation. I'm trying to pass it the whole way, but uh, you know he does a great net drive, and I, I shoot a five ball goes in, and uh, we're celebrating. Thank you. Time for our Oilers TV. Hey, Tyler, I know you've answered a couple of questions about your goal, but is it a little bit more sweeter that you scored on a team that you played with so recently? 
it's just weird when you win. So uh, regardless of uh, the competition, you know, it's, uh, it was a big goal for us. So um, it felt good either way. Uh, there's no question that heading into tonight's game, you guys wanted to emphasize your play on the defensive side of the puck. How do you feel like you uh, m matched that challenge tonight? I think better. I think Smitty, you know, bailed us out a couple of times. I think we need to, uh, you know, continue to have the mindset that it doesn't have to be pretty in the neutral zone every time. I think we still got to get pucks in a little more, have that mindset a little more. But uh, we locked it down uh, in the D zone well, and uh, Smitty, Smitty played a great game for us. Mark's Dr. Sports then. Okay, I got two questions, Tyler. What is, uh, obviously, Smitty, uh, Smith comes in and stops pucks, and that's his job, and that's the main thing. What else does he bring to your team? Having Mike Smith in your net, how does it make the Oilers different? Uh, he's big in the locker room. He talks a lot. He's, uh, he's a good boost for us, but I think the biggest thing is everyone knows how well he plays the puck, so he gives our D uh, some relief back there. Um, he's a motivator in the net. Uh, he's, uh, he's a good leader, and, and he stopped the puck, so... Um, he gave us a boost tonight. And this Oilers team, there's a lot of nights when 29 and 97 do all the scoring and they're the headlines and score all the goals and everything's great. This was a night when, I know they got a couple points, but this was a night when the, the, it was a team win. Uh, you score a big goal. It, it must be nice to see a game won, not necessarily by the big stars in the team. Is that fair? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we need that moving forward. Um, you know, it's depth is we talk about it all the time. We've talked about it before. Uh, depth is is what wins. Um, we have to be confident if we play the right way. You know, we have enough talent to, to score enough to win games. So uh, we got to stress uh, playing the right way, play defensively, and, uh, you know, uh, it will, it'll take care of itself. All right, there's Tyler Ennis gets the game winner tonight. The Oilers beat Ottawa 3-1. The other goal scorers, Dreisaitl and then Archibald into an empty net. Dreisaitl and McDavid both extending their point streak uh, streaks to 10 games. Both have career longs of 14. JD writes in, he says, as an on-call HVAC tech fixing people's heat. I didn't get to watch the game tonight, but I got the opportunity to listen to some of the game on Ched. And wow, huge props to Cam Moon. He is very talented. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for saying that about camp. He is indeed very talented. Uh, Dan in Devon. You're going to like this one, Rob. <laughs> he says, is Rob Brown going to apologize for responding to my text last month about wanting Pugliarvi on the top line? He told me he doesn't have the IQ to keep up with Connor. Man, does he look great on that line. That is uh, <laughs> from Dan in Devon. Well, I don't expect you to apologize, Rob, because you were telling people what you saw at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would argue over the last couple of weeks, things have changed quite a bit for Jesse Pugliarvi. Oh, they certainly have. His confidence level has grown. And uh, he, he's doing a better job by simplifying. I still don't think his hockey IQ isn't, is strong enough to play on that line. Um, he doesn't read the plays as well as he could. But what he's got is God-given ability. Uh, you don't teach size. He's got that. Uh, he, he can skate. He can uh, shoot. Uh, for him, it, it's simplifying the game and trying to find being in the right position. When you play with star players, you've got to know where to go to get open. And uh, he's doing a better job at that. Um, uh, he's, he's got all the abilities in the world. He's getting the opportunity now. And when you get the opportunity, you've got to take full advantage of it because Connor McDavid's line needs to score nightly uh, for them to win hockey games. But uh, it's been a small sample size, and 
He's been better more nights than not playing with Connor. But again, it's a small sample size. And he's still got warts in his game, but they are getting better. And uh, tonight he was a little quieter. Uh, I think it was last game where he played like a fourth pick overall, which is probably the first time he's done that in the National Hockey League. If, and you said at the beginning of the year, if he becomes a regular NHL player, it's a bonus for the Edmonton Oilers because they got him for nothing. And he's, well, he's supplanted Cassian in that spot. And now it's, it's with if Cassian's injured and if it's for any amount of time, he's got a, a great opportunity to, to solidify his spot there. But he has to keep growing as a player. You, you, Connor McDavid is still getting better. So that means the guys playing with him have to continue to improve as well. Nice text here from Cowtown Bob who says, uh, here's some trivia tonight. And I wish I'd thought of this, Rob. In 2015, Canada won the Worlds in Prague with a 10-0 record. Who was the goalie for Team Canada and who scored the winning goal for Canada in the gold medal game? And the answer is Mike Smith and Tyler Ennis. Cowtown oh, Bob. I was going to say Mike Smith for both. <laughs> yeah, shut it down the ice. <laughs> Got to go in. Okay, we're going to do the 8.30 news and weather. I'm going to give you a hint. The weather is much more depressing than the result of the hockey game tonight. The Oilers win 3-1 in Ottawa. We still need someone to finish the play. I promise I'll make it really easy for you tonight. And Rob Brown will even help you if needed. 780-496-0063. Back in a couple of minutes, Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Behind the goal for Yamamoto. Jammed up to the top of the circle. Kept in. Yamamoto looking for Cahoon. Now over to dry side. I'll Leon Dreisaitl goes five hole, and this game's tied at one. And the Oilers would go on to win 3-1 as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. Maple Leafs are now 10-2-1. They beat the Canucks 3-1. Blue Jackets edge the Hurricanes 3-2. Islanders shut out the Rangers 2-0. Varlamov gets the shutout in that one. Blues lead the Coyotes 3-2 with about a minute left in the third. Also late in the third, Lightning looking at another victory here. They're up 3-1 on the Predators, and the Raptors have beaten Memphis 128-113 as the Raptors get their 10th win of the season. All right, 780-496-0063. We got Vince who's going to finish the play. Vince, you already have a Hungry Herd premium sampler box, Hungry Herd. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices, Alberta owned and operated. Did you have a thought or a question, or do you just want to play the contest, my friend? Uh, I thought the boys played good tonight. You know, we, we, we can't gauge it too much on Ottawa, but we're heading in the right direction. All right. Um, now, Vince, I told everyone's you. Everyone's too quick to jump off the wagon. Fair enough. No, I told you I'd make this easy tonight. Are you, are you ready for the clue? I am. Here we go. Here is Dreisaitl across to McDavid in front of the net. Neal puts it on goal pad. Save made by Murray. And the puck lifted up and out. What a chance for James Neal. All right. Vince, I said this was going to be really easy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. The game, the game was in Ottawa tonight. Ottawa is the capital city of what country? Canada. Yes, you got it. You didn't even have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, jeez, uh, I feel smart. <laughs> SMRT, as Homer Simpson once said. Stay on the line, okay? Amen. Thank you, sir. 
All right. His name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics, courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Rob, I was going to ask him what Neil's first name was, but then Cam said it in the highlight. I so I had to, adjust, had to adjust on the fly. What? I would have said Vince. Vince Neal from Motley Crue, and that was Vince oh, yeah. calling in. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know which Neil you were talking about, so I just I was just <laughs> the one in the highlight. In what? Oh, see, yeah, that's true. I gotta okay. work. Uh, I gotta work Boreas Salming into the choices more often. Uh, ugliest Swedish defenseman. <laughs> well, the one the one guy after Post. the one Leafs game thought he was a current player still. So you know we can we, <laughs> that, that could that trip some people up. It could trip true. some people up. Well, Oilers win. Last game we had the the, the 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 gentleman that had trouble figuring out where Pugliarvi was from, didn't we? Didn't he guess? Oh, he where won? he played during the uh, yeah, where he played during the pause in the in the fall. Yes. Well, that was maybe a tough. That was one. A, that was a tough yeah, question. Yeah. You you were too tough on that one. I'm glad well, you so went with the capital of Canada. I, I, I like to mix them up, I, I, so people don't know what to expect. You got you got to keep the contestants off balance. Fortunately, I we guess. weren't playing against the Leafs tonight, or some people may have answered Toronto. <laughs> It is the center of the universe. Uh, Archie says, uh, awesome game tonight. I hope they play the same tomorrow. Mike Smith was very good. I like when he leaves the puck behind the net and allows guys to pick it up. He th- and Archie thinks they should put Smith in net tomorrow again. I, I would think they'll go Koskinen tomorrow, Rob, and then and then probably we'll see for Thursday, just like last year, where we'd often try to guess ahead of time and usually be be wrong. But I, I would still think they'll split the back-to-back, even though, you know, Smith just came back and played his first game tonight. I, I think so, too. I, I think there's got to be some sort of fatigue factor when you haven't played really for a year and then you play a game. You don't want to play back-to-back. I mean, guys that are uh, conditioned don't play back-to-back. So I would imagine that they will go with Koskinen tomorrow and then, uh, Smith uh, in, in the game because they're playing three games in four nights, are they not? I haven't looked at my schedule, but I think it's yeah. The Oilers play tonight and then yeah. and then Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you're going to want to go back with Smith and give him some rest before that hockey game. So uh, yeah, and here's an opportunity to see Koskin with a little bit of rest again. And, and that's what we that's what the Oilers wanted. Dave Tippett talked about the fact that when the Oilers had success, they were going two on two off for their goaltenders, and that was the best that we saw Koskin in play. So hopefully. Uh, now that Smith is back in the fold, Koskinen doesn't have to play 12, 13, or whatever games in a row. He'll get his rest, and he can be more effective. And tomorrow night's a good example. The, the bigger issue right now would be on the other side. Matt Murray seems to have found his game. And the last game we saw, was it, was it Holberg, the kid that played? I think we're going with Hogberg, yeah. Hogberg. So H-H-O-G. In, and he struggled really struggled against the Oilers last last week. So I don't know if they're going to go with Murray again. It might be Hogberg. And if that is the case, the Oilers should have a huge advantage in net tomorrow night. Luke uses the force to text in to 630 Chet. He says, I wanted to say that I've been seeing a major improvement in McDavid's defensive play in the past five games. He's coming back defensively a lot more and actively following his player around the zone. Is this him becoming more mature? Or do you think uh, management has asked him to get better defensively? Well, I think I anything, think no. I think that would just be the coaching staff working with him and 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 maturity. I mean, I, I think that's that would be just day to day, wouldn't it? I mean, video constant reminders, refining your game, things like that, wouldn't it, Rob? 
It would be. I think as you get older, you start to realize um, certain parts of your games need to improve. Obviously, the offensive side of the game, he excels at pretty good, and and that's not going to be an issue. And so you start looking at other things that you can try to become better at. And when you're asking other players on your team to do certain things in certain situations, especially in your own zone, you got to be able to do it yourself and be willing to do it yourself. And when... Connor and Leon are on separate lines. There's a, there's always an inner competition between them, not only offensively but defensively. Who's the better line defensively? Who who's who's going to be put out in, in, in certain situations? So, uh, yeah, I I honestly believe, and I said it earlier that I believe Leon might be the best two way player in the National Hockey League. And if I'm saying that, then Connor would want to certainly be that as well. Connor wants to be the greatest. The best in the world want to be the best. They don't want to be, you know what, oh, that guy might be a little bit better than me. They want to be the best. As much as Connor is the, the greatest uh, offensive player there is in the league by far, Leon Dreisaitl is going to try to be better. Uh, Kucherov in, in Tampa is going to be try to be better. Eichel is going to try to be better. That's what great players do. They have other players push them, and they want to. So for Connor, there's been critici- criticism. I mean, we read it in the papers, talked about uh, reporters or, or media's talk that Connor, you know, he's, he's got to get better defensively. Players read that too. So he's going to say, all right, you, I'm, I'm going to win the scoring title and I'm going to be plus 26. And let's see what you can write about that. So yeah, I could see both Leon and Connor being cognizant about what they do in their own zone so that there's no detractors. There's no doubters out there to how good they really are. All right, the Oilers win 3-1 in Ottawa, back up to 7-7 seven and seven on the season. We'll call a quick timeout. Heartland Ford, overtime open line. His pass, that hit Turney, and it's kept in. Now comes down low to Brown. The shot, big save made by Smith, and he covers it up as Brown was all by himself, and Mike Smith shuts the door. Mike Smith did what he needed to do tonight. A few big saves, pretty solid. 27 stops on 28 shots. Oilers win 3-1 in Ottawa. In fact, the only one that got by him tonight was an accidental own goal by Adam Larson. So the Oilers beat the Senators 3-1, Rob. Ottawa drops to 2-10-1. Man, that is tough. The Oilers are 3-0 against them. I mean, we, we talked when, you know, the Oilers were were well below, well, you know, three games below 500 that you got to try and win seven of nine against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Look, the Senators are going to beat the Oilers at some point this year. Maybe it's tomorrow. Who knows? But good for the Oilers for banking these points. And watching the Senators tonight, you know, again, I, I think they're working. They, they got the saves tonight, but you saw when the Oilers cranked it up in the second half of the game, they had trouble clearing the puck. They had trouble stopping the Oilers cycle. And then... Rob, just and we've seen it here in Edmonton, th- those little things that just seem to happen when you're a bad team or a struggling team. There, there were, I don't know if you remember these plays, there were a couple of plays in the third period when the Senators were down a goal and they had what looked like could have been an odd man rush. And twice the player just fell down handling the mm-hmm. puck late in the game. And then late in the game, Chris Russell drills Connor Brown into the net. The net gets dislodged, and the ref says, oh, you you pushed it off. Players, like, that could have been a penalty on Russell, but at the very least, the the faceoff should have been inside. I mean, just every, all those little things seem to be going wrong for the sense. No, you're right. On on that play there, not only did, could Russell have got a penalty, the faceoff should have been inside, but third, the Senators had the puck at the the blue line with traffic in front with no one between the guys shooting. So they could have got a goal-scoring chance. But that's what, what bad, ho- bad hockey teams don't 
don't get all, or how do I say this right? And when you're good, when something bad happens, you're still going to get other good chances. When you're bad and something bad happens, that may have been your one opportunity. So tonight, the uh, the Ottawa Senators, was it Brown that ended up being behind the Oilers by himself, had it just him and Smith? If he scores there, it's a different hockey game. If that happens to a good team, you know, Matthews in Toronto or Peters, or Peterson in Vancouver or, or Connor in Edmonton, if they don't score, they know their best players are going to get other goal-scoring chances. They can overcome those kind of mistakes. When you're a team that was going to struggle like the Senators are, when you don't capitalize on your breaks or you don't capitalize on your good chances, you might not get another good chance. And for the Senators to win, they need a couple of things. They need great goaltending, which they got tonight, and they need a bounce here or there. They didn't get those. So that was the difference. They're going to be make games competitive because they work hard. Uh, and if they get good goaltending, then they're a bounce or two away from winning a hockey game. But if the Oilers and the Senators play 10 times uh, or nine times, the Oilers should win seven of them simply because they're a better hockey club. If they match the work ethic, well, they're skilled. They've got Connor and they've got Leon, and the Ottawa Senators have nothing even remotely close to that. Having said that, they are a much different hockey club with Thomas Shabbat in the lineup. That True. kid is good. And he's the yeah. one player in the National, one of the few in the National Hockey League defensively that if Connor gets a step, Shabbat can keep up. He's that good. Yeah, and, and Stutzla, again, I, I noticed tonight, and I just think he's he's going to be a good all-around player. I don't think he's just going to be a one-way guy either. Uh, for the Oilers, I, I want to I talk about a couple, well, Lagason's more in his mid-20s now, but we haven't seen a lot of him. He, he plays 16 minutes tonight, gets an assist, so now he has two assists this season. And uh, Evan Bouchard played 17 minutes, you know, again, three shots on goal. Somebody's texting in that they'd like Bouchard maybe on the on the power play to try the one-timer a little more. I, I thought a good showing from both those relatively inexperienced defensemen. Well, they're getting to an opportunity to show what they can do and what they're capable of. And Bob and I talked right after the game. Bouchard, his ceiling is high. Um, he, he's got great skill set. He's got a good hockey IQ. His, his one uh, knock was, does he have the jump in his game? Is, it, is he too calm out on the ice and we're seeing that uh, offensively right now he, he's smart and, and he knows what to do when he has the puck on his stick there's still going to be hiccups in his own zone he's a young defenseman still learning the game but he's shown well in the games he's had but that was what you expected because he was a high draft pick with great expectations Blackison, uh I think he's surprised he maybe even has surprised the coaching staff I don't know but he's looked more comfortable the first first time we saw him he looked rattled on the ice at times. He looked like, get the puck away from me. I do not want to see that puck anywhere. I just want to get on and off the ice without any sort of event happening. But now he's engaging. He's getting involved. He's making plays. Uh, he, he won a battle along the boards that eventually created the the Ennis goal. Uh, he's, he's what the Oilers need, a big, sound uh, defensive defenseman that you can feel comfortable out as a coach throwing out at any time in the hockey game. So good on Lagason because uh, it's not supposed to be him in the lineup right now. It was supposed to be Jones. And Jones didn't grasp the opportunity Lagason has. All right, the Oilers take it 3-1. They even their record at 7-7. Seven and seven. The Senators drop to 2-10-1. Kyler Yamamoto coming up next on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 
The final, Oilers 3, Senators 1. Want to remind you, you have until 11 tonight to get a ticket in the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation Online 50-50, presented by REMAX. The pot currently $523,000 every game day. You can get a ticket through the Oilers website starting at 9 in the morning and sales end at 11 p.m. on the same day the draw takes place. Well, about uh, 30 minutes after the sales close. So usually you find out the winning number quite quickly. Okay, so the Oilers get to 7-7. Seven and seven. Here's Kyler Yamamoto. Hi, uh, Kyler. I guess uh, four wins in the last five games for you guys in uh, a variety of different ways. Do you, do you f- sort of feel things falling into place a little bit over the last little stretch? Uh, yeah, it's definitely, guys are definitely feeling a lot better, um, you know, about their game. So we just got to keep it up. Um, you know, it was huge getting Smitty back tonight. So, um, you know, happy he got back in the lineup and, you know, hopefully we can keep rolling. You guys have, I mean, tonight was a, you know, a hard fought grind him out 2 1 or 3 1 with the Emptonator win. Um, your ability to to win games in different ways, I mean, that seems like a valuable weapon moving forward. It's huge. Um, you know, we definitely have to, you know, find those ways how to win and, um, you know, keep the leads at, at times. So, um, you know, it's huge for us and we just got to keep building on it. Tony Barrar, Oilers TV. Just one question for me, Kyler. Can you talk about the play that Dominic Cahoon made on Dreisaitl's goal? It seems like both of you guys are feeding off each other's energy and relentlessness going in the corners and with loose box. Yeah, he's a fun player to play with. Um, you know, he works his works his butt off. So, um, you know, that play he made, it was, uh, you know, unbelievable pass by him. And, um, you know, luckily he drafted on the back of the net. So it was good going. Um, you know, got the boys going. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. So you're a younger guy in the league. Um, when a guy like Mike Smith is playing for you when he's your goalie, he's been around a long time. He's got a, you know, a strong personality. Tell me about having him uh, as the goalie. Like, what does what does he bring other than making saves? Uh, he brings that composure. Um, you know, he's just able to, you know, make everybody relaxed on the ice. Um, you know, knowing that he's back there, um, he's got our back. So, um, you know, I think those couple things, and um, he's just a really good goalie. Did you did you guys play? Uh, you know, it was it was a game you were in control of. Even when you're down one nothing, it seemed like you guys were in pretty good control. It looked like the kind of game that the coach is drawing up. You feel like you're playing hockey the way Tippett wants you to play hockey on a night like tonight. Oh, I think so. You know, it's a good road game. Um, you know, getting pucks in. Um, you know, battling down low and you know getting pucks to the net. So it was a you know it was a good road game, and um, you know we'll take it. All right, there is Yamo. Did not get a point tonight, but he played just over 20 minutes, had three uh, attempted shots on net, one that went wide, so he didn't get a shot on goal, but he was definitely involved in the play. Pretty good night for his line, along with Cahoon and Drysaddle. Other statistical notes this evening. McDavid gets an assist, played 21-48, three shots on goal. Drysaddle plays 23-27, goal and an assist, five shots on goal. Also with five shots on goal tonight, Tyson Berry and Darnell nurse both with five shots neither guy able to score this evening the low man for ice time we mentioned it because he left the game with an injury with Zach Cassian played just 33 seconds Kyle Turris in at uh, 10 minutes this evening so the Oilers get the 3-1 win you can get more on 630ched.com or globalnews.ca we're going to be right back at it tomorrow now first of all Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two then the face-off show at 3 30 the game at five once again the Oilers and the Senators thanks to our game day engineer Troy Bowler 
And our studio operator this evening is the one and only Kellen Kennedy. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers win it 3-1. Have a good night.